0: What do you think? I think we're dead meat. Real dead meat. You're dead meat! Go ahead and laugh, you guys. If I ever find a little classes of business, dead meat.
1: Welcome to the Dead Meat Podcast, your horror safe haven. I'm Chelsea.
0: And I'm James. We're married and we like to smile together.
1: <gasps> we like to smile together. <laughs> Oh, no. If you're not watching this, you won't be able to see our attempts at the creepy smile in this movie. I
0: really want to know how much they changed in CG, if anything. Yeah. Because they seem mostly naturalistic, but maybe just a little maybe bit Maybe just off.
1: a little bit to make it just slightly... Which
0: is the best approach. Yeah. Because you go too far, you get fucking truth or dare. I was going to say you
1: get truth or dare. Which is
0: fine, because like, when we first saw the trailer for this movie way back when immediately you think of truth or dare and that movie not great so I thought it was going to be of a similar caliber. And then it comes out and we start hearing like, oh, this movie's good. This movie's scary. I
1: I just remember horror Twitter being like, oh, I wasn't sure if I was on board with this until the very last scare in the trailer.
0: Yes, it does. Unfortunately, the trailer gives away one of the best scares in the movie.
1: Yeah, but But, I think it made people want to go see it. It made me want to go see it. And
0: thankfully, the movie has enough other scares to where it's not. It's not like that was the only good big scare. So it's like, yeah, you miss out. If you've seen the trailer, you miss out on that being a surprise. But I think it overall worked to get people to go see it.
1: There's a handful of other ones that had us. I mean, I definitely yelped at
0: one part. Exclaiming. Just, ah! Yeah. (laughs) Grabbing you like multiple times. It's a rarity uh, for that to happen. And... in addition to the jump scares, of which there are many, yeah. most of them very well done, I would say, mm-hmm. uh, there's also just, it's relentless tension.
1: It This movie's kind of nonstop. I yeah. remember at a certain point, I just was thinking, okay, I'm good if this ends anytime soon, because I'm just so
0: miserable. Stress levels through the roof I'm the so whole time. I'm so
1: stressed. It, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't let up. There's no scenes where
0: i feel safe and and like near the end there's a scene where like i finally start to like it's just a a big scene of a lot of scares and it ends i'm like okay that's over and then one of the biggest jump scares that made us scream yeah a lot that we'll talk about when we get there but yeah i mean i've seen mixed stuff on this review it's interesting i feel like horror filmmakers and horror critics who like like the bloody disgusting people. I feel like they all love this movie. Yeah. And then when you get to the audience, it's more divisive.
1: When I tweeted that we saw this, uh, people responding, it was kind of a mixed bag. Some I'd say people... like
0: 60-40, maybe up to 70-30 positive, but like definitely split.
1: I don't know. I wonder if it's just like a... Cause that's what happens with horror movies too. If everyone's saying, oh, this movie's so mm-hmm. scary... Obviously, you're going to have people going, oh, well, it's not actually that scary. And, and if they else... go in
0: with those expectations and right. then, you know, if it just you, you got to buy into it. You yeah.
1: Know? And yeah. If you have something hyped up is like, oh, man, this was so scary. You whatever you're imagining it's going to be ends up being nothing's going to live up to that.
0: Yeah. And I think the movie is also more of a slow burn than people might expect going into it.
1: Yeah. It's less goofy than you would expect it to be from the premise. I think
0: the, the marketing, really, that trailer set up weird expectations because, again, you think truth or dare. I think that was immediately the first thing that everyone thinks when they see that trailer. Yeah. And that is not a very serious movie, whereas this is...
1: The tone is closer to what people consider elevated horror, quote, unquote, unquote. It's kind of like
0: a sensor almost. A little bit. It's kind wise. of
1: dreamy and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it takes itself really seriously, which I think is what makes it work because the premise is so kind of stupid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, it's not a stupid pre- like I get the premise could be done in a way where it's really silly. Mm-hmm. Cuz if you just the, the pitch of it, it's it's a smiling demon. Curse? Yeah. yeah, like a curse that you see people smiling at you everywhere all creepy and it's just there's such an easy way to make this movie that is like a just kind of shitty. Like I don't know, we're just PG-13. We're trying to get the kids in to see it.
0: Exactly, and it, that's exactly what I thought it would be initially. A PG-13, you know, kind again, truth or dare style movie. The kids <laughs> cat-
1: re-rag on truth or dare so much. It's
0: fine. <laughs> but it's- Blumhouse is doing fine. Blumhouse they can is fine. take an L, okay? It's cool. <laughs> I'll never forget when we first met Ryan. I was Turek. about to
1: say, no offense, Ryan Turek, <laughs> friend of the pod.
0: It was like, great guy, good f- producer of so many Blumhouse movies. But literally, my first <laughs> meeting with him was like, so I saw uh, your review on Truth or Dare. And it was like right after we had done it and just ragged on it. Uh, thankfully, I think it was right around when Halloween 2018 came out too. And we were like, well, we love that one.
1: A you for know? So,
0: but, you know, you produce a lot of movies. We're not going to like all of them, but it, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine.
1: But no, Smile is very different than that kind of movie. It's, yeah, it's not at all what I was expecting. Although I guess in certain aspects, it is a pretty tra- traditional horror film.
0: It is. And I've seen people complain about it being predictable, which I guess, you know, you see enough horror movies, this one is. It doesn't do anything um, surprising, I suppose. I think it's really well made. I love the yeah. way it's shot by first time director. What is it? Finn. Uh, I saw a little video of him before the movie started. in the theater. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Parker Finn.
1: Parker Finn is the, yes, yeah, so This says feature debut because this was based on a short film he did. Mm-hmm. And so then it was made into a longer, which often happens with horror movies. It does. Yeah. Yes, it
0: does. It's a good approach. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in. Uh, November 18th. November pre-game. 18th. Yeah, so again, it doesn't really do anything super unique, I guess, and it's very evocative of other horror movies. Uh some would say derivative. I don't think I'd agree necessarily with that, but no. it's very it follows in the premise. It
1: made me think more of The Ring than the it ring,
0: follows. The Ring for sure. It it's follows a it's as, a combination of the two. It follows
1: is the most obvious kind of point of reference for this Mood, like because the story is so similar it's mm-hmm. this con- like contagious almost it, it gets passed on from person to person
0: like a chain of like, an entity that kills people that's very it follows but
1: the sure. mood of it feels more like the ring like the ring is similarly um pr- more procedural kind of yeah. Because the ring is very, uh, we're getting microfiche type shit.
0: We're trying to figure out the back, like the lore of yeah, it yeah, and the yeah, history yeah. behind this. Is, this.
1: Yeah, Smile, we're going and getting police reports and stuff like that. That's not really what's going on and It Follows. No, It
0: Follows is just vibes. and.
1: It is, yeah, It Follows is Fuck a lot more hazy and it's mm-hmm. just, I don't know, it's a lot more of a mood piece versus this is like, just this one person trying to figure out what's going
0: on. Yeah. So uh, is it Sosie Bacon? Yeah. Uh, is that her name? Uh, daughter. Yeah. Sosie Bacon, daughter of Kevin Bacon and Kira Sedgwick mm-hmm. is her mom. Um, Didn't realize that that's who she was.
1: Yeah, I didn't either.
0: Daughter <laughs> of Kevin. Uh, apparently he's proud of her for this and, and their family's history with horror movies. So Good. that's real cool. I'm <laughs> glad that he's embraced it again. Because I feel like for a while he was... Uh, uh, always reluctant to talk about like Friday the 13th well, oh cool now uh, yeah that's true yeah he's probably like oh because yeah, he People did like he did that they now. slashed them which we didn't see yeah but he's in that so and you know what whatever gets him back that's, right that's cool this movie uh is very self-harm suicide themed yeah
1: yeah, and YouTube
0: hates that. You have to oh, you have yeah. to verify your age twice before you can watch the unfriended kill count.
1: Really? Because it shows
0: people like uh, being possessed right, to kill they, themselves. Yeah, yeah. YouTube hates the unfriended kill count. So I've I've heard of people covering smile and having the same kind of issues. Oh, like wow. even though it's fictional, but that's that's I, the other thing. I guess thing. I
1: understand the principle behind that
0: because you don't. <laughs> yeah.
1: It, yeah, it sucks.
0: It does suck. It yeah. sucks, yeah. But uh, that is the other thing about this movie, is that if you're at all sensitive to suicide or self-harm imagery, probably not the movie for you. Yeah,
1: it might not be the review for you either. We're going to be talking it's gonna a lot be about, talked about in depth, mental so. illness and mm-hmm. self-harm. Exactly. And... The
0: movie's themes are trauma yeah. and w- trying to overcome it. Yeah, guilt for sure. And I think it's um, interesting that throughout... The main character is a uh, psychologist, right? Or a therapist at the yeah, hospital. Yeah,
1: I think she's... Yeah. So
0: she is well-versed in mental health. And I think it's interesting throughout the movie, the contrast between the way that she yes. and her therapist talk about mental health and all the other characters. Yeah,
1: I that's one of my favorite parts about this movie. It
0: is. I... I, I you know, we do our usual reading of discussions of the movie before uh talking just so we don't miss anything and we know the general feeling about the movie and i didn't see that brought up that much i did see people uh concerned about the ending and the potential messages of, of it which we can thoughts talk about. about the ending Me that too. i think
1: i took something very different away from it than a lot of people did yeah because a lot of people express disappointment with it and i don't quite feel the same way
0: yeah um, but I didn't see a lot of people make that that note about the difference in how the characters talk. In fact, I, I saw one comment be like, I was really disappointed that they kept saying commit suicide, which isn't the proper term because commit frames it as a crime or a sin. Right. It's supposed to be like you died, died by, by suicide. But that is how the main character referred to it. Mm-hmm. Died by suicide. It is the other character's who say commit a lot of the cops will say, uh, they say
1: nutcase, uh, nutcase,
0: a whole box of fruit loops. Her fiance says unhinged. Unhinged, And and when he does, her therapist is like, "Eh," like She has a reaction to it. So I think that's pointed and intentional.
1: Intentional. I think that's such an underrated aspect of this movie is the way that it kind of deals with the language we use when we talk about mental illness. I think that's a really nice part of the script. And like, it's, it's interesting because you you said this movies about trauma and I think, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of over the oh the, the it's a horror movie and it's about trauma thing. I think most of us are This one does it pretty well. Yeah. I can't be mad. There's it's it's weird. There's a few things in this movie that I'm like, okay, we can be done doing them. <laughs> Let's retire them. This movie does do those things well. Mhm but I'm good.
0: That's the thing is I like think. I mean we were feeling that way before The Nighthouse and I know that that also influenced your opinion of that movie a little bit but like The Nighthouse did it well and was a good so it's like these things can be overdone but I guess if you do them good enough they can work like yeah. here but it's just riskier. You got
1: to it immediately puts you at a disadvantage for me I think. Yeah. And you have to kind of earn it's got to be a, um, earnest enough take on the subject versus, like, I think you can sometimes tell when it's like, oh, this is what good horror movies are about now, so we're gonna make our
0: horror movie about That's this. how I felt about Haunt, uh, which is a mm. fine horror movie, but it does have the theme of, like, domestic abuse and her getting over, like, her, and, and like, that, to me, felt kind of grafted on. I mean, those writers are great, they did A Quiet Place, but it, it, it didn't feel as, like, um deeply explored as perhaps yeah. Smile or just like you said I don't know just
1: as real mm-hmm. or as sincere maybe
0: yeah it felt more like an afterthought in that movie whereas this
1: or like oh god are, this horror movie's gotta be about something Uh yeah uh,
0: exactly yeah. and this is it's one of those movies where the main character's going through something and no one around her believes her which again can be tiring to see but I think when you also connect that to the way the other characters talk about mental health and she does it's all part of the same theme of like how mental health gets ignored and not believed yeah in society like her fiance is very dismissive yeah even though he seems supportive at first uh
1: he's supportive when it's easy when it's which easy which is what she says yeah. to him and i think as much as yeah the movie's about trauma it's about other stuff too and i think that's what also makes it work for me is it's super nuanced and there's a lot more going on besides oh it's a it's a movie about trauma it's about a lot of other things like yeah it's about the way we talk about trauma and mental illness it's about the idea of when you have a mental illness the kind of burden that's placed upon you to act a certain way that doesn't make other people uncomfortable like you it's like not only are you dealing with this stuff in your head, you also are dealing with the awareness of how it's perceived by others. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is something really, I have, again, I haven't seen too many people talking about that aspect of it. I think people get really hung up on the, oh, it's about trauma thing, but there's more going on in this than that, which is why I think it gets away with it.
0: Are you talking about kind of the um, pressure to seem okay? Yes. Because that is a huge part of this movie. Yeah. Which, again, ties into the smiling I motif. was about to say,
1: that's why I think the title is... And that's why, yeah, the the, the fact that it's a smiling demon or a, a curse where you're seeing smiles is... I think that's... It, it works so well with that.
0: Because if you think of the title less of a noun and more of a command... A command, yeah. Like, smile. Yeah. Uh, in the very first shot, it's a long take and it pans over a bunch of photographs where people are smiling. And pictures are where... People are like smile, and, and smile you have to put a smile are, on yeah. no matter how you're feeling. And throughout the movie, she's constantly telling everyone who asks her if she's okay that she is. And
1: she constantly apologizes. Mm-hmm. And there's it's it's so fun how much imagery of smiles they sneak in. Not even necessarily sneak into the, some of them are very obvious, but the, the little no chart yep. with the where like zero, no pain, and it's a smiley face. So like if you're smiling, you're you're at fine. it's good. You're fine. Especially and-
0: interesting because that chart is for physical pain specifically. Yeah. So that's saying if you have zero physical pain, then Happy. you're smiling, yeah. even though you might have, uh, you know, something else right. going on. Yeah. And yeah, I, I I noted it in the shot where she's walking down the, the hallway in the hospital and she's like really, but whenever she passes someone, she smiles mm-hmm. real fa- fast to them. And then I think that point is kind of driven home In the shots of her putting on makeup and smiling in the mirror before she goes to the birthday party. It's literally Mm -hmm. tying makeup and the smile. They're the same thing. It's masking herself and putting on like an appearance. Uh, I feel like that's a good rundown that's mostly spoiler free. If you're still listening and haven't seen it. I know it's only in theaters right now. And... Probably not still showing everywhere. We thankfully live in LA. Now, that was the other thing. One more thing before we get to the actual movie is before the movie, you have the, at least for us, we saw a little video of the director <laughs> and the the lead actor, uh, probably at the end of a do very long, they, they, they look so tired they and don't it's so do funny. This. It's
1: clearly this like, Hey. <laughs> We know you've been doing press all day. (laughs) AMC wants to film a thing they play in front of the movie where you like you thank people for coming because this is a theatrical exclusive. It's so funny. They seem so dead. And
0: I didn't think anything of it. I mean, we got the same thing with Top Gun from Tommy Cruise saying people, thanks for coming to see this movie the way it was meant to be seen. But there was a post on the Reddit complaining about them saying that that's the way the movie was supposed to be seen and interpreting it as, like, an anti-streaming message. But, like, if you make a movie... If
1: you make a... You, you want it to, it to be to seen be in, in theaters. theater. I'm sorry. And, like...
0: And I know that, like... People
1: I, take it personally, and it you shouldn't. It's... I'm trying to think of something else to compare it to. It's It's, like, going to see... A musical in person versus watching a bootleg. Dude, I watch musical bootlegs all the fucking time, (laughs) but I know that's not how you're supposed to be watching it. Obviously, a musical is meant to be seen in person. Um, Granted, that's an entire discussion about accessibility and that's the other thing.
0: And I understand that for the the viewers, sometimes it's more convenient when you can pause and like go, but like if you're the person who made the film, I mean, hell, even with like fucking kill counts. Uh, when someone's watching it, and like the the times that someone has put on a kill count with me, and then like they'll talk over a line or like like look away or something, I'm like, no, but I, I put a lot of thought into that sentence. Like, yeah, please, yeah. that was a vi-. so I can only imagine with an actual film. Of course, you don't want people pausing it. So like when they say it's it's how it's meant to be it's seen, that's what they're how talking sound
1: about. Sound is mixed. Sound is mixed. That's I, I mean, it's why thing. sound at home sucks, and I wish that's again whole other discussion. I wish something would be done about it because I'm so mixing, fucking God sick it. <laughs> of watching theater mixes at home. But that's why when you're watching a movie at home, the dialogue is like super, super quiet, And then everything is super loud. The music hit is really, really loud. It's and with a it's... movie
0: like this with such good sound design, you want it to hit hard. The
1: sound design in this is great.
0: But one last thing I will say uh, in, I guess, understanding of people bristling at that.
1: I had some notes. Oh, what? Uh, Just there's like some sound... Editing that felt very like, oh, this feels kind of stock horror. Oh, you're talking about
0: this specific movie. Uh I was still on that message thing because before you came in here, Gressel and I were talking about how like we might have a warped uh, perception of the theater going experience because we live in L.A. And apparently, and I believe this theaters elsewhere throughout the country may not be of high quality as far as like the sound system. They may not have updated it. Like a
1: chain especially. Yeah,
0: and apparently audience, like I I keep reading about people having being like, I hate going to the movies because the audience sucks. Everyone's always talking. And and like we don't really have that experience, I don't think. I can remember specifically the Pet Cemetery remake. We had a bad experience. But like for the most part, people here are respectful probably because they know people who work here. But I guess if. I don't know if you're yeah, having a bad it, experience that'll suck
1: yeah that'll if, ruin a movie for sure I there's definitely pros and cons yeah, yeah. but as
0: far as I don't know I like the immersion because I don't know if we were at home watching this if it would be as scary because you're not locked in you're not like stuck in that seat and you can't look away because it's a giant screen and so you're just in this relentless ride of a of a horror movie and uh, I was on edge the whole time man.
1: I yeah I had a great time yeah well i want to say great i was actually (laughs) pretty miserable because i was so scared
0: it's also you could cut 10 minutes probably it's almost two hours long it's five minutes short of two hours
1: it felt i didn't look at the runtime before we went and i remember thinking i feel like we've been here
0: yeah (laughs) like when she gets to the house at the end i'm like okay that's we've been here a minute yeah but I wasn't, like, pissed, but it could be a little shorter. Do we want to... Yeah, let's talk about it? the movie.
1: Um, I over... love this opening.
0: This opening scene... Well, it's it starts with her mom. Uh, a flashback that she's having of her mom dying. It's uh, it's
1: Her mom is dead in bed. There's pills, every, pills and booze. Overdosed, yep. And, and we she saw it as a her kid. Her finding her mom. And
0: okay. that's important because this is some... That frames her entire character. She's never been able to get over this... Experience of her mother uh, dying by suicide in front of her, right. her seeing that and that traumatic yeah, experience. Or what
1: we understand to be death by suicide.
0: Yes, well, it's, it's we're yeah. in spoiler town town spoiler now. Spoiler town. Uh, it's it's accidental death by suicide.
1: It's either I don't. It's not made explicitly clear whether it was. An accidental overdose oh, or it was a suicide attempt.
0: She then regretted
1: that she realized I don't want to die. I
0: took it as that second one. I guess it could because she says I made a mistake. I made a
1: mistake. So,
0: yeah. Um, But that's very important to the ending is that she's never really dealt with this. And that's why I think the ending will work when we get to it. but yeah, yes. Yeah, so so she gets a a patient after Cal Penn is her boss at the hospital. Dude,
1: my my <laughs> co-star Cal Penn.
0: yeah, Obama administration member Cal Penn. yeah, uh, talking about healthcare if about- you
1: if you don't know, it's actually, I don't know if it's still my only IMDB trivia that my friend put on there years and years ago for fun. I am an extra in the third Harold and Kumar, and I'm, I mean, you watch it, you'll you will see me. I'm like, you'll see right her at the beer pong there. table. Uh, wow. Cal Penn was very nice. Both of them were really nice.
0: Good. Good to hear. I like them both. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good lads. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cal Penn, I have, feel like I haven't seen him in a minute in a movie, so glad he's here being an administrator at the hospital.
1: I'm so, you know I realize is I love that both him and John Cho now have been in like some pretty decent horror films because John Cho isn't searching.
0: Yeah, which that's not it's, a horror. Yeah,
1: I guess it's more. It's more thriller. of a thriller, but
0: he was in the second season of The Exorcist on Fox, oh. which is a fucking great show. Damn,
1: that cast was attractive, That huh? cast
0: was hot, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Hot priest. Hot priest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Kalpen says that uh, Rose is her name, has been working 80-hour weeks for months. Yeah. She's clearly exhausted. She's she is ragged.
1: Overworked. She's run ragged. Yeah, there's a there's a moment where he's like, dude, just go home and she's packing up her stuff from her office. She leaves her office, shuts the door, the phone in her office rings and there's a pause and we hear her running back to pick it up. So we I I, I really liked that little moment, especially for how it ties into something later.
0: Well, let's talk about it now, since we're in the spoiler thing. We don't have to go fully chronological. I feel like it's yeah. better if we explain things uh, you know, uh why they make sense because one i like the way it's shot you know with the slow pan this movie does a lot of the slow pans which builds tension like
1: oh what's gonna be is it is something scary Mm -hmm. what's gonna you never know what's on the other end of a pan yeah especially
0: after someone leaves the room and you're still in that empty room that's just like no we should have gone away why are we still here still here so a slow pans to the phone call it rings and she runs back in and answers it yeah and later we find out that like we said, her mom, yeah. uh, she found her mom still alive.
1: Yeah, which we don't know. At the beginning, we just see her mom's dead in bed, and we just assume she finds, finds her, her after she's committed suicide. or
0: Died by suicide. That's right. Yep. You're right. That's I know. My- you just grow up saying commit suicide, mm-hmm. so it's so easy to say it. Uh, But again, yeah, you know. Just evolving language. Yeah, but sorry. Uh, yeah. So later we see that she actually came in and found her mom still alive, and her mom asked her to call for help, and, and then she, she didn't. Doesn't. She yeah. turned around and left.
1: She shakes her head and and leaves, and it sounds like her mom wasn't a great parent. Yeah. She even says, "I was terrified of you." Mm-hmm. And in a later kind of dream confrontation. And so she's just lived her whole life with this guilt of, I didn't do anything. And it's an exact kind of, that's why the phone is such a neat touch, is in this instance where she's, we can tell she overworks herself and, We kind of put together later, oh, it's out of guilt Mm -hmm. and specifically of not making a phone call. So that's why she runs and picks up this phone because she must know it's a patient that needs her help.
0: Yeah. And she let her mom die. And so that's why she's working these 80-hour weeks to 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 make
1: sure that doesn't happen. mm
0: -hmm. So I I think that's very important, uh, that guilt and the lack of dealing with that trauma throughout because uh i mean we'll see we'll see she's always denying help people are like what can i do to help you uh and she she denies it and ultimately tries to go at it alone yeah Mm -hmm.
1: she's someone who is always going to help someone else before herself because of this formative moment as a kid
0: and so the phone call is for a patient who comes in oh it's for carl
1: at first it's Or you know what? I think we might meet Carl before this phone call, but Carl's important, so we should talk about him briefly. Sure. Carl's this patient she has that she knows. I think he's He's been there there for a while, and he... I think is having a manic episode where he he comes in and he's, he's sitting there repeating like everyone I know is going to die. I'm going to die. We're all going to die. Everyone's going to die. Something bad. Like everyone. It's just this
0: cheery way to start the movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so she sits with him and talks to him and we get to see her at work essentially. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Carl is a recurring
0: thing yeah oh yeah (laughs) but the phone call is for this patient who's just being brought in a 26 year old grad student named Laura and she meets with Laura and Laura is is saying I know it's going to sound crazy but I'm not I'm I'm a PhD candidate I have my wits about me but I'm seeing some she says it in a much more terrified way it's not as grounded but it's because she's seeing something that takes the form of people People I know, strangers. This is where it's like, oh, it follows. It wears
1: faces. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes people that haven't aren't alive. I think she says.
0: Well, she does. Yeah, specifically, she says her grandpa who died a while ago, and that may indicate that she is dealing with lifelong trauma from her grandpa. Because another later on, she says that um, this started after she saw her professor kill himself. Yeah. Uh, kill themselves with a hammer, which is, you know, obviously a, v- yeah, a very intense thing. Yeah,
1: to death with a hammer, which is a wild-ass way to kill yourself, which yeah. is our first indicator that, like, uh...
0: <laughs> and then later, when uh, Rose goes to talk to the professor's widow, the widow mentions that the professor... Had seen his brother die at a young age. So that's
1: right in a car accident or some
0: something, something
1: like that. But
0: that seems to indicate to me between the professor, the mention of the grandpa from uh, Laura, and then obviously oh, Rose with her that mom. This
1: seeks out people who have pre-existing,
0: long-lasting, long-lasting. undealt with trauma
1: because it. I think it kind of knows that's what it can use to fuck with you, Mm too. And it
0: just makes them more vulnerable, I suppose, if if they're dealing with something that has almost defined them throughout their whole life.
1: Yeah. That's an interesting thing about this movie's kind of monster, because I was saying on the car ride on the way home, like, this movie, it's kind of like an It Follows in that it's just so prime for people to pick it apart mm-hmm. lo- logically because it follows we we all thought it right like why don't you just get on a plane and and fly across the ocean <laughs> it's yeah because it
0: follows lo- It's walking yeah, yeah yeah yeah. and this
1: it's kind of like you start thinking well what happens if you live stream yourself killing <laughs> you in it like does it does it jump to a bunch of people well, does that was it the just truth
0: j- or dare ending
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i just i i just ending. it's it's things like that or like what happens if you do this 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 and i think It's not necessarily that this entity wants to spread to as many people as possible. I think it's more sadistic in that it just takes pleasure in torturing one person at a time. I don't think it's a, it's like it wants to spread, it wants to take over the world kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot more isolated than that, which I think is scarier and Mm -hmm. more interesting.
0: Uh, so, Caitlin Stacy is playing this uh, this first victim, Laura, and I didn't realize until I saw her name in the credits. I know her from this fucking Fox show, APB, with Justin Kirk. It did not get a second season, but it was on when I worked there. And, uh, I don't know, I thought she was interesting in that show. And then she pops up here, and it's funny, I wrote down in my notebook, before I knew it was her, like, this actor sets up the movie. Yeah, she,
1: she has to has sell to it. Good. She has to be great in this opening scene or else the whole rest of the movie is just you're, you're working at a disadvantage, I think.
0: And she does it. Yeah. The, her, the conversation, she sells that being terrified. And then first jump scare I got is when she screams at having. Now she sees she it. She sees
1: something behind Rose. Yeah.
0: And it's a close up and she screams and it's terrifying mm-hmm. and she like backs up to the wall and Rose runs over to the phone and the camera stays on Rose as she's calling for help and then we hear Laura stop screaming and Rose turns around and doesn't see and Laura. There's nothing there it's and It's just the
1: broken vase on the, there's like, like a vase that gets knocked over. It's a broken vase on the
0: floor. And then she sees Laura standing, there, standing there smiling. There. Goddamn, First smile, great. Yeah. So good.
1: The smiles in this, it's it, it really triggers the very human or the very primal part of my brain where it's hard to make eye contact like that for so long. Even though I'm very aware it's a movie and I'm this is not a real person that I'm looking at. It's still just this weird animal part of me that I just. It's like I, the end of Pearl. Yes. It's yeah. why the end of Pearl <laughs> is such a fucking nightmare. And it reminds me of that. What is her fucking name that performance artist? Marina Abram I don't know how to pronounce her name. Abramo- where she did that installation where it was just her in a chair and there was a chair people could line up and just sit across from her and they took video of the people like sitting across from her and you would just sit there and you would they would she would stare at you and people would just start crying. There were it was just this whole range of emotion because we never do that it's Mm -hmm. very uncomfortable and weird and that i don't know it just the faces in this really freak me out and and
0: again it's so easy to make it goofy like with truth or dare when they they do it too (laughs) much like a snapchat filter yeah and it, it takes away the uh the horror and becomes funny almost and this i again i i feel like they maybe just like just the tiniest bit of like Mario sixty-four, grab the chin and yeah, put it yeah. down. Just and the tiniest the face. bit. Yeah. Sure. And, and it's so effective. Maybe pull those cheeks up just a tiny bit. Yeah. When you're trying to match that face in that yeah, minigame.
1: She's holding a shard of that vase and then she just starts slice. like she starts at her ear and then slices down around her jaw mm-hmm. and just bleeds out and falls over. And yeah, it's her dead body just laying there. It's still smiling. Still smiling. <sighs>
0: yep. And then the, the we see it in the morgue, I guess, with the blanket over it. And the, the red mood. is a
1: big smile on the- And
0: then it cuts the title card. The title
1: card, which is great. Yeah, it's, it's this flashing. flashing red and white title card with this thrumming kind of, oh, it's great. I That cold open is, so like cold open if it's a movie. I think so. Sure. Yeah. It's good. It's yeah, really good. It's cute.
0: very good. Really good at setting the stage for this movie. Yeah. Uh, so
1: we've got the, the cops here now who are, oh man.
0: Oh, I, I don't know the one cop who's, uh, calls it a head case and is, you know, very dismissive of uh, the surrounding potential mental illness. But the other one is uh, Kyle, Gallner, Kyle
1: Gallner, who turns
0: out is an ex of hers. Like he seems like he waves at her and you kind of get a sense of he's at least more compassionate. But then you find out later is an ex-boyfriend of hers who, um, importantly, she says she broke up with because she felt uh, herself opening up to him too much and like breaking down her own walls. And she felt like too vulnerable with him. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that kind of informs her current relationship with her fiance, Trevor, who, you know, seems nice enough, but. She doesn't seem like when he asks her what's wrong after this day at work, she says, oh, a patient died. She doesn't say a patient violently killed themselves in front of me.
1: I think her two relationships here, it's the difference between being yourself around someone, which is what I think she was with Kyle Gallner. And mm-hmm. that's terrifying if you're someone who experiences mental illness or has is dealing with shit and you... You know, it, it's scary to realize I'm not going to be perfect around this person that I want to, to love me. And mm-hmm. it's this fear that they'll leave you or realize, oh, this is what you're really like. And so I think her current relationship with her fiancé is just all kind of a show. It's her just tamping down on all this shit to maybe, you know, have a more normal Life and one where she doesn't have to worry about him leaving her because she's never truly being herself.
0: Yeah, yeah. And she she keeps tamping it down long enough for them to go to dinner with her sister and her sister's mm. fucking husband. These two are
1: characters from you.
0: Seas- yes. Ooh, that's a good call. There's such
1: characters from especially season three when they're in like suburban kind of Silicon Valley. Yeah. Cause the one guy's got the the husband has a tech vest. Fucking
0: on. Greg. Greg is such a fucking brother-in-law, like, shitty brother-in-law. Guy, He's great. That guy
1: thinks the algorithms are going to get us to Mars. Like, that is <laughs> that is that kind of guy.
0: I love, yeah, her, her sister's wearing this, like, pink blazer with, like, very pointed shoulders. I saw a lot of color analysis
1: <gasps> I on have, this movie. Yes. You do
0: have to, I, I knew it. Because that kind of stuff I always goes over my head.
1: I so furiously Good, in my I, notes. I have to have it pointed out pink. to me. Oh, okay. Because uh, in,
0: in the hospital, I did notice a lot of pink scrubs, yes, pink walls. Yes, you did,
1: and that is on purpose. <laughs> okay,
0: I love it when that stuff happens, and I love having it pointed out to me. And I, I on repeat viewings, I can start to then acknowledge it and pick up on stuff. But like first time viewing, it's still you know you have to be trained uh, to watch movies and start to notice all the various things that go into it. And I still haven't been able to first time viewing notice colors unless it's very Yeah, obvious. and that
1: pink is, it stands out because it's everywhere in this movie. And that shade of pink, you notice it's always this like one shade of pink. It's kind of like a Pepto-Bismol I was going to say kind of bubble almost. It's called Baker Miller Pink. Okay. And I'm curious if where they shot, if they painted the walls or if it was already like that because this shade of pink, I forget what year... Uh, I think that might have been like a mid-century, kind of like a 1950s, I don't know. I don't know the exact like history of it, but it is the shade of pink named after the two founders of this, um, I think, prison. And it's this shade that in studies has been shown to temporarily reduce aggression in inmates. Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: Certain sports arenas will uh, paint visiting locker rooms pink. Really? Wow. Yeah.
1: It's also called drunk tank pink. Um, oh, so, to calm
0: you down? Yeah.
1: So there's often prisons are painted this color pink. Uh, it's, so it's I noticed it right away in that mm. hospital, the, the place where she works. A bunch of it is just that pink color. Oh, interesting. And it's interesting that her sister is always wearing that shade of pink. Because her sister's always the one who I think, I mean, granted, everyone in her personal life is kind of like, dude, you need to chill the fuck out. And we're trying to live normal lives and you're really fucking this all up for us. But her <laughs> sister especially just wants everyone around her to just like be fucking chill. You yeah. Know?
0: Like yeah. she she's introduced talking about just the fucking daily Minutia of being a parent. And yeah. I, I do, lo- I got a big laugh out of, uh, she's talking about how like she hasn't done Pilates in a few weeks, so her, her body's shit. And you just hear her husband off screen be like, no, it isn't. No, it's, it's just, just like that people. quick little like, or no, he says, not true. No, it's it's true. like, my body is fucked. Not true. It's yeah. <laughs> just like get, getting that in there. It's like, I'm a dutiful husband. Nope, pun, you you're yeah. still hot. <laughs> she's
1: kind of an ultimate example of someone who stresses themselves out and just runs themselves ragged trying to, kind of like what I was talking about earlier, create this illusion of we're happy. I'm happy. We have a happy life. My, look at my son. He takes Spanish and isn't he so smart and he does all these extracurriculars and da da He's and, having the
0: seventh birthday party that you better be at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
1: it's this like pursuit of being happy but not happiness if that makes sense yeah. yeah and
0: her sister mentions wanting to sell their childhood home uh because it's uh, abandoned and has been for a long looks like time
1: like an evil dead cat
0: it does when she gets there yeah it's nasty. It's, it's real bad looks
1: like, you know what it looks like is jenny's house in forrest gump
0: <laughs> i don't that remember that they throw
1: rocks at okay <laughs> Our first sponsor this week is Uncommon Goods! If you want to avoid boring gifts this holiday season, Uncommon Goods is your secret weapon. Uncoming Goods is here to make your holiday shopping stress-free with remarkable and truly unique gifts for everyone on your list. Honestly, treat yourself to something. I just did. I just got a really cool new lamp for my desk after searching for months trying to find something. I was being super picky. I wanted something not bulky that was unique and colorful, and Uncommon Goods had this LED hoop-shaped lamp with rainbow lights that I'm so, so excited about. I hadn't seen anything like it anywhere else either. Either. This isn't one of those aggregate stores that just sells products you can find everywhere. Uncommon Goods has something for everyone. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash deadmeat. That's Uncommon Goods slash deadmeat for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Oncoming goods, we're all out of the ordinary. Our next sponsor this week is Bon Charge. If you're watching the video version of the podcast, you get to see this cute picture of James wearing one of their blackout sleep masks again. He's got all the lights on in this picture, but it's fine. These masks are amazing at blacking out light. I often end up going to bed later at night than James, and he'll leave a dimly lit lamp on for me so I can see while I'm getting ready for bed. The mask makes it so he can fall asleep with the lamp on, and I'm not tripping over stuff and waking him up all over again after he's already fallen asleep, it's truly win-win. We've got basically a mini-museum of sleep masks we've tried from other brands, but the BonCharge ones are our pick. Besides sleep masks, BonCharge offers a wide range of products to help optimize your life in every way. From blue light glasses to circadian-friendly lighting, BonCharge products help you naturally address the issues of our modern-day life effortlessly and with maximum impact. They ship worldwide in record time from Australia, where their sleep masks are designed. If you want to upgrade your sleep, you can go to bondcharge.com slash deadmeat and use the coupon code deadmeat to save 20%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E.com slash deadmeat and use the coupon code deadmeat to save 20%. Our last sponsor this week is NordVPN. Like it or not, we live so much of our lives online now. Because of that, our personal information is often compromised. Recently, I got a text from what I thought was my bank that looked super legitimate, saying I had an overdue bill. I clicked on a link in the text, immediately realized what I had done, and spent the rest of the day on the phone canceling credit cards and changing passwords. I got fished. It sucked. It's so easy to think you're too smart or too aware to fall for stuff like that, but I can assure you, no one is. That's when I realized I needed my information protected by NordVPN. Our sponsor, NordVPN, is here to protect your information from malicious sites, downloads, and trackers. With NordVPN, all of your internet data stays safe behind a wall of next-generation encryption. it also blocks malware and annoying ads. Imagine an internet without annoying ads. And NordVPN, offer support 24-7. If you have questions or need help, their team of experts is right there to help you. I personally find having a team of people to talk to makes setting something up like this so much less intimidating and overwhelming. Right now, you can actually get a huge discount on a two-year plan of NordVPN, plus four additional months for free, when you use our custom link at nordvpn.com slash deadmeat. It's totally risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's NordVPN. Dot com slash dead meat or click the link in the description below one more time that's NordvPN.com slash dead meat
0: let's see oh i, I wanted to know uh because it's around here that we find out about the shared history between kyle gong Gall- because he comes to the hospital to check on her which is nice he is the only character who's like um who
1: believes her who or- believes her
0: and seems like engaged enough to want to make sure she's doing okay and isn't just the like uh Come out, just feel better. It's more of like, how are you, Mm -hmm. type thing. Um, And I I wanted to ask because you know he's talking to her, and, and the hospital receptionist is like. Well, you know she's engaged, but I'm single, talking to Kyle Gallner. Uh, he's got this goatee going on. Do you think it works for him in this movie? Yeah. You do. I really like the goatee. He's got the little goatee, <laughs> the mustache, it, yeah. and the soul patch. No no remaining beard. I'm into it. Really? Yeah. You think I could do that? Because that was my like high school facial Ooh, hair. Ooh. The little goatee. And I then I moved down to the chin to strap, it. which sucks. The
1: chin strap's not good on anyone, I don't No think. good
0: chin strap, but like, get rid no. of the chin strap and maybe just leave the little goatee. That
1: could be kind of nice. Yeah,
0: I mean, that's Littlefinger.
1: Sure, that's pretty much Littlefinger. So, isn't that just Baby No Money?
0: Baby mo- No Money also rocks the goatee. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, she lives in a she lives in a great horror movie house, by the way.
0: Oh yeah, it's a, it's a ranch. Well, no, there is another layer to, to it. It's, it's like a. a half... It's a
1: weird where it's kind of in a hillside, so that the garage is like under the house. It's a good house. So from one side, the house looks like it's it could be two stories, but from the front, it's just one. Mm-hmm. But it's very. Uh, it's very kind of modern looking ranch style. Lots of big glass windows, which mm-hmm. of course, I feel like every horror movie now, if a character lives in a more modern house, you have these fucking terrifying glass windows. I just
0: always think of The Guest. Yeah. Or is it, no, The Gift. The Gift. Yes. The Gift. They
1: live in just a giant, they literally live in a glass house in that movie.
0: She also has the best cat this after cat Lucy. is so cute. Mustache, mustache. Mustache comes and greets her at the door and there's like... A shot, like Where an. Oak, he's just, just looking, looking down in. at, and there are okay. so many shots of this cat that you're like,
1: this this cat is dead. Yeah, this cat is so dead. I'm, uh, I at least you don't see it happen.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay,
1: we don't have to witness mustache getting hurt. Oh, murdered. God,
0: but you do see the body. It's oh, it's real sad. Sucks. And it's a body with like half to it too when CGI she goes to pick it up. a cat body. What, what, no, no. When she's
1: holding it, it was totally CGI. No. When she's picking it up by the by like one arm. I think when she's cradling it, it's okay, real. Okay, I'm thinking of when she's But when she takes it. it out of the box.
0: Oh, really, is <laughs> it? <isn't laughs> it was CGI. <laughs> okay, I, I didn't catch that. Uh-huh. Um, Yeah, she's having a hard time at that because... Now she's starting to see people smile. She sees Carl smiling. Yeah, she walks in his room. by
1: Carl's room and he is smiling at her.
0: And so like she, um, she he, he stands up and he's like, "You're gonna die. You're, gonna, You're gonna, die. gonna die. You're gonna
1: die." So she panics and calls. She she calls a fifty-one-fifty, uh, which is like uh that's placing someone under a psychiatric hold. Okay. uh So even I, though
0: it's revealed that he was just in he bed. just he
1: just sitting here. I'm just. <laughs> fuck did I do? You know, <laughs> yeah, very he's just sitting there.
0: Yeah, so because of that incident, uh Cal Penn puts her on leave, paid yeah. leave for a week. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Cal Penn just a man trying to do his job in this movie. He seems. It's funny because I almost expected him to be like a like
0: shittier. Yeah, where yeah. he,
1: but he just he just wants what's best for the team, all right?
0: He, yeah, even when he's talking early about like the patient not having health insurance, he's like. Like, I agree with you that it was the right thing to do. I just need more of a heads up. So there's that. And like, when she winds up in the hospital after the birthday party, he comes and visits her and he looks genuinely concerned. So yeah, I expected him to be a shittier guy because it'd be so easy, especially with what she learns after the visit to the jail of you have to kill someone to break the chain is what we find out later. As soon as we found that out, I was like, this isn't a movie where there's someone set up To be the obvious, like, shitty person who she can kill and we can all feel good about it. Because it'd be so easy to make Cal Penn just this, like, have him, like, hitting on her. Yeah, I was going to
1: say have him be kind of creepy. I think
0: Countdown had that going on. Uh, I don't know if you saw that with me with the app that tells you when you're going to die. No,
1: I didn't see that. Yeah, because
0: speaking of you, it's uh, from the first season, uh, his fixation. She's the lead in that.
1: Yeah, oh, Yeah, And
0: she has, like, a skeezy doctor who's kind of, like, stalking her. And it's like, oh, he's the guy to, who you set up to, like, kill and it makes it okay. Right. But, like, there's none of that in this. Right. There's not really a character who it's like, oh, yeah, they're the scumbag.
1: Right. So, yeah. Yeah she heads home for the night she i like that she gets a text from her fiance that i think it says something like i'll be home soon with the smiley emoji oh
0: i didn't even catch that she don't, she has a smiley mug I yeah the noticed. smiley
1: face mug mm. yeah i there's so many a yeah, little smiley emoji i laughed at
0: yeah but at home she's trying to wrap a she's, gift yeah
1: because she bought a, a toy train for her nephew jackson yep. jackson <laughs> likes trains makes hey, sense you're seven mm-hmm. you like trains
0: sure i, I thought she, it was gonna be dinosaurs.
1: Mm, but yeah. it's
0: trains instead, mm-hmm. uh, and then her her home alarm goes off. Yeah, and she gets a phone call from the alarm yeah, place. Yeah, so she
1: has to do the, the little code, which is Acapulco. I remember. Yeah, her code.
0: And she's like, uh, I'm I'm certain I didn't trip it off myself. And the person on the other line is, Are, are you sure? Are you sure. Are you sure you haven't let something inside, Rose? No,
1: dude. I shit myself. I (laughs) was not happy. And then she realizes she's not holding the phone. Yeah. And it rings again. And that's actually the security company calling. So what the fuck was on the phone earlier? Before this, too, she remembered when she sees it's the first night she gets home and Oh yeah, she's standing there drinking wine, and she in sees like Laura it's, in the shadows. It's in the, she's yeah, her house is kind of dark, and there's a shot where like you see Laura creepy. standing kind of far away, but she's just standing in there.
0: Oh mm-hmm. fuck! Yeah, that's before the dinner with her sister. She
1: breaks so many wine glasses. I
0: know. I like I like the wine. Her husband, had. did you break another glass? Did you break
1: another Cut. glass? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, okay, so she is trying to fucking figure out a way to deal with all this. And so she starts listening to the audio recording of her session with Laura before <gasps> yeah. Laura killed herself.
1: I think it's the audio from when Laura starts freaking out. Yeah. And she realizes there's something, there's like some audio. like
0: So it's mean? like, turn up the turn volume. Up the volume. See the waveforms. Turn up the volume more. See the waveforms. I have my
1: eyes fully shut at this point.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I did not see what happened.
0: You didn't? You didn't <laughs> get this scared?
1: I mean, I did, but I didn't like... Yeah. Wow. I just knew, dude, I knew something was coming. This
0: is the scare I see cited most in conversations as being the big one. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's second for me, actually, after the Carl one at the end. I
1: saw, I caught the, like, tail end of... Because, of, like, she comes out of the, the computer. She right?
0: doesn't come out of the computer. That's the thing is you think she's, like, leaning towards the screen, and you think it's going to be something on the computer or, like, that the waveform that she's listening to is going to get loud. But instead ghostly laura is right next to her in person and screams rose like (laughs) in her ear yeah fucking poopy pants right there (laughs) holy shit i just
1: i just was sitting there curled up like i can't watch something yeah because it's like
0: she's so zoomed in on the timeline of the waveform and it's flat because she's trying to hear something in the background and it's it's
1: and you hear like like a
0: like like very subtly and but it's so zoomed in that you're just watching that playhead go and you're like it's gonna hit something big but then it's yeah laura right next to her it's so good
1: i also realized at first i i didn't love that they were all going like rose it was like okay this is kind of goofy but then you realize it's it's when her mom calls for her after she decides i'm not gonna help her she's she yells Mm. rose and that's the last thing she ever hears so nice yeah yeah i ended up liking that in retrospect
0: yeah. So again, oh, she's... I wrote
1: jump scare underlined twice, and then in really big letters. I'm done with notes. Sorry, <laughs> it's not true. I ended up taking more, but at that point, I just had. I just. Put I the did notice away. you put
0: it away at one point. I was like, I I was like I'll, I'll keep. I it I feel
1: too vulnerable.
0: <laughs> yeah. So again, she's she's lying. Her sister calls her, and she tells her that everything's okay. Just continuing to to do that, she goes and talks to her therapist, yeah, who she had seen previously but hasn't seen for some time. She
1: talks to the not Lynn Shay character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like
0: ten years ago is Lynn Shay, yeah. And she's asking for drugs to help her, With you know,
1: hallucination,
0: which is it could be seen. I I you know prescriptions are legit and and necessary uh, many times, but. I, I guess in this it might be seen as like the quick way of like, can I just have the drugs yeah. as opposed to dealing with the trauma which her therapist wants to engage with.
1: I've also heard people theorize that the therapist is might the not be real in this here. scene.
0: I don't know. I, I don't saw know that theory. I think that maybe because. Later, with the real phone call that happens, her therapist mentions their last session, which I assume to be this meeting. Yeah. But it could be either way. You know, it's open to interpretation. Yeah. But uh, yes, her therapist wants to talk about how she hasn't gotten over her mom's death. And she is just like, no, I don't want to talk about that right now.
1: Right. She's like, I don't want to relitigate all of that in this session. Thanks. Mm -hmm. I just want these hallucinations to go away. And yeah, it's kind of like, if if you've ever tried to get medicated for a mental illness before, it's a really difficult process. And it often does feel like you're just sitting there having to convince someone, mm-hmm. no, I I need medication, because only you are, can ever experience what it's like being in your own head. And so it's really difficult to feel like someone will believe that you're experiencing the things you are to the point where, OK, yeah, we do need to get you medicated.
0: Yeah. Then
1: a- there's sometimes the opposite where doctors are uh, incentivized to give you medication, but that's yep. a different situation.
0: So she puts on her makeup, like I was talking about earlier, puts on a fake smile in the mirror, and heads to her sister's uh, kid's birthday party, mm-hmm. uh, where yeah, <laughs> just these people, just all the the parents,
1: all the all the. The PTA moms. Yes,
0: for sure. Yeah. And uh she gives this kid the, the gift.
1: And yeah, it's it's so he's unwrapping it and his face just drops. And as soon as you realize he's not happy with what's in the box, you just you know it's that fucking cat. It's that
0: fucking cat, dude. Yeah, and
1: it's mustache. So she
0: takes mustache out of the box, everyone's horrified. Everyone's it's,
1: screaming. Yeah. It's she's I mean, Later when she's talking about all the shit that's happened to her, I, I'm kind of, sh- I guess, who knows? I'm shocked she doesn't mention the cat because this would be the worst thing that right? could ever happened to me. I
0: mean, she she looks devastated, yeah. you know, and, she, and she's cradling the body, and yeah, I can't, oh, and God. And then she
1: sees someone at the party smile, like she sees a smile. and it Yeah, just,
0: it was this person who her sister had kind of like, Put her off with Here, right when she got to the to party. Yeah, and, the, and I love that that person is like, "Oh, you're the therapist, right? Oh, cool. I've been like and like wants to talk to her about therapy stuff." Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she sees her smiling and that scares her backwards through a glass table. She
1: pulls a fucking. Why can't I remember? Jill
0: from Scream Jill, 4. Thank yeah. You. yeah, Yeah, I know. Right I through that a glass too.
1: coffee table. Yep. And she's just screaming. Filled with glass. This party is in shambles. <laughs> it's just <laughs> poor Jackson. And uh, all those other
0: kids. Yeah, all these yeah other there's kids. a shot of Jackson later seeing her freak out in the car. And it's like, that's never followed up on. But I think it's enough to be like, trauma is contagious in a way. I like,
1: wonder if it's another back to your point of this thing feeds off of people who've experienced some kind of trauma like Like, that could be Mm -hmm. an inciting thing for him
0: yeah i saw people talking about a sequel i don't want a sequel no i there's so
1: what's the sequel
0: kyle gallner yeah we'll get there (laughs) There,
1: there's yeah (laughs) there's a sequel to this that's five minutes long and extremely problematic
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's very true (laughs) um so what now she's like trying to fucking figure out what she can do, yeah, and that's when she goes to the the widow of the professor.
1: Oh yeah, who is fucking what's her face from Scrubs? From Scrubs, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, uh, something Reyes. Is who it played. Carla? Yeah, she's Carla in Scrubs. Yeah, yeah, she's the, she's the widow of the professor, and she's like showing her the artwork, all yeah, smiles. the smiles. Professor
1: drew a bunch of like this is the stuff he was seeing, and it's this really creepy artwork, and he even drew a picture of the last time he saw his brother. And so it's like his brother after this accident or something. Yeah.
0: And again, he said that he was seeing his long deceased brother. Yes. When he was uh, uh, being possessed or whatever. Yeah. When he's followed being stalked by this. Stalked by this mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: This entity. And so the way that Rose keeps asking questions, she's there under the pretense that she's a reporter. Mm-hmm. And that's when Mrs. Munoz is like, okay, you're not a Porter like what are you and Rose finally comes clean like okay no what what your husband was seeing I was seeing and you have a moment where you think okay she's gonna have someone who is on her side now is it but no she's like get, get the fuck out of my house like you're like She calls her a Mm nutcase.
0: So she goes to Kyle Gallner next, Mm -hmm. who obviously has shown that he cares about her, but she goes to his home and is... uh...
1: That's after she basically breaks up with her fiancé, or at least it doesn't seem like... Oh, is that
0: after she comes back? Because the last time we see him is when he tries to... He does the little ambush with the therapist, right?
1: Oh, you're right. This is before that, though. They have an argument where they're in the car and she's trying to explain what's going on and it's when she's like, there's... Something following me, and he immediately is like, You're talking about ghosts. What the fuck? He calls her unhinged.
0: He leaves. He leaves. Like she's trying to get him to stay in the car and listen to her, and he gets out of the car and leaves. He doesn't want to deal with it. He's right. like, how What am I supposed to say? Right. Mm-hmm. So she does go to Kyle Gallner and uh, tries to get help uh, uh, for what's going on here, and they look up crime reports for all these people who have died in yeah. this chain and they keep finding oh this person killed themselves in a violent way
1: about a week after they saw someone else kill themselves yes and so it's just this chain of people all spaced apart from it's like four to it's a it's average like a week
0: Yeah, I said no one has lived longer than a week. Right. Some of them died right after four days. Yeah. And she's on her fourth day. But, uh, you you know, she does a few visits to Kyle. In between, she goes to her sister's house after the birthday party and is, like, apologizing for what happened and trying to get help from her sister. And they have an argument about uh, the sister saying that, like, you've never moved on past mom's death and, and you resent me for leaving you in this situation with apparently a bad parent. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when that, that scare from the trailer happens. The scare from happens. the trailer. Yeah. Cause with the head Rose
1: gets in the car and her sister runs back out and knocks on the window. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's so good.
0: But yes, when Kyle Gallner hooks back up with her, he says that he went through these chains. He went like 20 people back. And there was one person who's not dead, who was in the chain. His name is Robert Tally, an accountant. I found it funny that the accountant's last name was Tally.
1: Tally, yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, he's in jail for having murdered someone. So they go to jail to talk to him so she can figure out what the hell is going on. He's in Stranger Things as That's one of right, Hop's yeah. deputies. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he, uh, I think Powell, I forget who's who, between him and the other guy. He's also, I guess, in Marvel shows as, like, a recurring Daredevil character. Yeah. Uh, and then
1: her fiancé's on The Boys.
0: Turk Barrett or something. Oh, yeah, A-Town on The Boys, which yeah. we haven't watched, but... Uh, A-Train. A-Train, I'm sorry, not A-Town. Yeah. What am I thinking of? Usher.
1: <laughs> peace up. <out>. A-Town. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe Oh, no, I'm Do-do. thinking of... Do-do. That's fucking Austin Theory's thing, too, oh, is God. A-Town <laughs> all day, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. So they go and talk to that guy. He's fucking... Awesome! That performance. Oh, he's so
1: good. Just this one scene that mm-hmm. he's in. He's just instantly the saddest man you've ever seen in your life.
0: Because she's like, I, I, am I believe you. I have a patient have a who patient is saying, seeing the same things. Yeah,
1: I have a patient who's seeing all this stuff. How are you alive? What did you do? And he, and you can tell he's still just fucking haunted by this. Because he ends up. We we learn that this entity thrives on there being witnesses to, yes, and he to transfer to. even though he doesn't kill himself he is still the witness to something traumatic because he murders someone
0: he says past. you got to murder someone in a very violent way yeah and that there's a witness and there also yeah it. there
1: it does have to be a witness which so he so murders his neighbor in front of their wife or something
0: oh i'm not sure
1: i think it was like a neighbor or friend and their wife was the witness okay i think is how it worked and he's like and you've got to make it big it's got to be yeah. So, who And was? as
0: he's describing that, she's like, I can't kill someone. And then when he finds out that it's her, he's like, get her the fuck away from yeah. me. Like, I don't want to get it again. Like, that, when he breaks, oh, my God, it's so good. Yeah. Like, that's some good scared acting from that dude. Yeah. yeah. I know, yeah. you
1: really feel, I guess I didn't consider, oh, yeah, you probably can get it again.
0: Yeah, right? Like, and he doesn't want to get that back. Uh, that was Rob Morgan is the actor's name, just to shout him out. Yeah. Great job. Oh, is this when her therapist comes over?
1: Yeah, so she gets home and she's got like all her the like police, like the crime scene photos on a fold, like a little fucked up folder that she's carrying yeah, around. Yeah, a cow
0: printed out for her. And
1: the yeah, the therapist shows up and is talking to her, and in the middle of their conversation, the phone rings and she picks it up.
0: Well, the therapist is like, Aren't you gonna get that? You should get that.
1: You should you should pick up the phone. And she picks up the phone and it's the therapist. Fucking chills so down my good. back, dude.
0: Which is funny because, like, they basically did this scare with the security system, but it's they amp it up here in that she's talking to her therapist and then gets a call from her therapist being like, I wanted to check in with you. And then she's just looking at this therapist who again the chills are already happening right who now he does the smile and it's the entity oh it's so fucking good and then and then they start talk the therapist starts talking to her as the entity with this modulated voice and starts walking towards her and the steps are so heavy yeah i love the weight that it gives to this entity i
1: don't love the modulated voice
0: oh you don't love the voice no okay that
1: was the sound thing i was talking about earlier Ah, i, I see. just think it's i Overdone. almost kind of like it just being the person's voice. Okay, maybe slightly.
0: I didn't care for how the scene ends with her grabbing her by the mouth and drooling, and then it cuts and like it cuts away. Yeah, and she's- that
1: that and the end of that scene felt a little. I think okay. they just
0: wanted to do an Alien 3 reference, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Which is uh, the effects. Oh, that's
1: right. The effects. The effects
0: team. in this movie are uh, Amalgamated Dynamics Inc., which started with the Alien movies on Alien 3. They've done a lot of stuff. They uh, they were the ones who did the practical effects on the Thing prequel that then got oh. overwritten by CG. <laughs> But Tom Woodruff Jr. and Alec Guinness, uh, they Alec Gillis, Alec Gil, Alec Gillis,
1: Alec, I think. And no, it's not Alec Guinness. It's not Guinness. Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: Gillis for sure. Uh, I think it's Alec. But uh, they've done a lot. They did Goro in Mortal Kombat.
1: Oh, the, the puppet Goro. Wait, but, which Goro?
0: Like the the original, okay. like puppet one.
1: Got it. Yeah, okay. yeah.
0: They uh, yeah, they've done a lot of work. All the aliens since Alien Three and the Predator and Prey they did earlier. So. Oh, okay. Just in that world. So yeah, that grabs her by the face, kind of drools, and then that cuts away. It's kind of uh, abrupt there.
1: Yeah. And then, so what, is this when she goes to her work?
0: Yes, because she's been told that she has to kill, she's someone. So kill she, someone. she to kill someone. She goes to work. She's got this knife. It's really a, fancy knife.
1: It is. It's like this hammered uh, metal knife. Yeah. You know, hammered steel. It's kind of cool. But she puts it up her sleeve and goes in uh, to her work and she goes into Carl's room and basically backs him into a corner because he instantly is scared of her. Mm -hmm. And
0: She waits until Cal Penn comes in and is like, what are you doing? And now she has a witness. Mm -hmm. She just fucking starts stabbing. It's CGI. Oh, the stabs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know.
1: It bums me out that there's a lot of CGI in this that just doesn't look... Yeah,
0: especially... Cause I think its budget was like seventeen million. It wasn't like a super tiny yeah. budget. But I don't I wonder where that money went. A lot of shots, I bet. It shot really well. I like the drone shots that they do. Maybe one too many upside-down drone shots, yeah. but uh, I think it it's shot really well. I don't know. But um But
1: yeah, the stabs are definitely CG. There's mm. some CG blood in this that kind of bums me out. Yeah. Um, but then she looks over at Cal Penn. And then Cal Penn just, like, rips his face off.
0: He's, he starts laughing, and then he rips his face off, and turns out- Which is
1: also CG. Yeah. I bet it's a combination of both. Maybe. Maybe. I'd
0: be interested to see what it is, yeah. His face rip-off doesn't look as good as the later one.
1: No. Yeah. I wonder if that later one is where some money went. Maybe. The, the whole ending sequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But turns out she's still in her car in front up, of the yeah, hospital. She uh cal penn actually comes out to her car and is like what are you doing here and he sees the knife
1: yeah he sees the has. knife on the seat next to her and, and she's
0: like oh gotta go
1: oh got. i have somewhere to be bye and and she
0: determines that like she should be alone yeah that's the best way to yeah because he says something
1: about her being alone and you need someone and that's when she puts together oh okay i'm alone and then he's kind of she's starting to drive away and he's knocking on the window oh
0: god yeah i almost forgot yeah the biggest like, scare for us yeah
1: this got me real good because you just don't see it coming and it
0: just cuts to like carl from her yeah, vision he all briefly bloody.
1: turns into carl and is we
0: screamed dude, I... it was so good dude
1: <laughs> if i had been holding popcorn it would have gone and, and everywhere this,
0: this was the scene where like we just went through the dream sequence and the face tearing so i was like oh, okay we got a little yeah. bit of a breather nope fuck you here's carl
1: yeah so she she drives to her childhood home, the evil Ted cabin. Yep. And she's like, she gets like a lantern. Because, yeah, obviously there's no electricity or anything. So it's nighttime. And that's when she goes into the bedroom and talks with this, like, vision of her mother. And she, that's when we learn the whole...
0: That she left her mom to die. She left her
1: there. And,
0: and so she's trying to deal with her trauma. And that's her solution. And um, I guess I'll, I guess we'll just say it now. It doesn't work right. in the end. And I saw lots of people being like, "Well, then, what is the message that you can't overcome your trauma? That like you're you're doomed uh, to succumb to your mental illness?" And I, I think more so, the movie is saying that you have to deal with it earlier and in a healthy way because she goes so long. Her whole life without dealing with it and just stuffing it down, yeah. And so, like one little confrontation at the end isn't going to be enough to resolve that. Like this movie is almost saying, like you can't deal with this how a movie would
1: fix easy. I don't think it's as literal as maybe people are reading it to be. I don't think it's a it's a you're just doomed forever kind of thing. I think it's more like yeah, you can you can deal with stuff like that and have moments where. Like in the in the end sequence, which I love. She like lights this thing on fire and it looks fucking awesome. But that stuff is still going to be with you. It's not going to make it not happen.
0: They even say earlier that it's like trauma wounds don't always heal. Some right. will be with you forever. So
1: I think it's less of like if you you you'll never be able to get over it and deal with it. It's more of like you have to deal with it as it comes and it's it's going to be it's like the babadook the babadook is Babadook
0: Nighthouse similar yeah, ending where yeah where they
1: the ending of the babadook is they learn to live with it and it lives in their basement i
0: think Well that i think is the contrast that people are drawing the babadook and the nighthouse are both like We will forever have to live with this, but it's a way that we can deal with it. Whereas this ends with her killing herself. Mm -hmm. And so it's a much bleaker downer of an ending. Yeah. So that's why I think it might be like, deal with it sooner and deal with it with people's help maybe. Because again, her solution is to try to deal with this by herself. Isolates herself in this cabin.
1: Yeah. I wonder if it's less a... I wonder if the kind of overarching message of this is less for people who are in the situation of someone like Rose, where you're dealing with shit. I think it's less of like a, you got to deal with this or else it's hopeless and more of a, if you're watching this, maybe you're one of the other people in this movie. And this is what happens when someone goes through something like this and... and,
0: Be more like Kyle Gallner, less like A-Train. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think it's more of that unless it's all hopeless and you'll never be able to deal with this Mm -hmm. kind of thing.
0: But I I totally get...
1: I I get that read. I just didn't... I don't think I came away with as like doom and gloom of an ending, even though if you're reading it really literally, yeah, it does end with its... But I think it's also just... It's less of a literal, like, no, you'll just die. Like, it's you watch this character kill herself, and more of a, no, it's just stuff like that's always gonna be with you. You can't just magically mm-hmm. end it and have it go away. That's just not, you know, yeah, how it works.
0: Because she lights it on fire again. It looks cool. It, it. Um, how do you feel about the monsters' look?
1: Okay, so here's the thing. Uh. It's funny. I got a tweet from someone who said their brother played the monster. Yeah, which I thought was really neat. And that
0: guy was at Monster Palooza, as son of Monster Palooza, the guy who played uh, this monster. Wait, it's like Ken something.
1: Do we meet him?
0: No, we did not meet him because we were uh, uh, Kevin Kepi.
1: Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. It's weird because we just covered barbarian, (laughs) and
0: and one of our complaints, a chief complaint again,
1: it's another thing where I'm like, we can retire it. I'm I'm kind of over the long-limbed tall scary woman thing. Mm-hmm. It was saggy cool, boobs, yeah. It it's been done very well. It scared the shit out of me and wreck.
0: There's mama, there's it.
1: It doesn't have the same visceral kind of what the fuck anymore for me and we can just be done with it. We're we're good. Well, this- Put it to bed. This is done well here yeah. and I like it and I like that the I think part of the reason that she does get really tall and long and stuff, is because it's her viewing her as a child, like it's it's a child's perspective of, of the this mom, mo- yeah, yeah, who is bigger than her, and yeah,
0: who ends up looking like Marilyn Manson, kind of.
1: It's creepy, yeah, yeah. The
0: face is creepy, and uh, yeah, because because the thing is that she lights it on fire and she thinks she's done and she leaves.
1: But when oh man, it looks so cool and it's on fire and it's all like I liked it, it's yeah, all crispy crackly. But
0: then it turns out that like. She didn't. I forget how it she transitions. She has like a,
1: she runs out and it cuts to her going to Kyle Gallner's
0: oh, yeah. apartment
1: and there's a scare moment where-
0: Oh yeah, uh, well, you think it's all done, but then Kyle Gallner's like- I'll always be I'll here always for be you. Here. And that, that's I'll pretty always creepy. I'll always
1: be here for you, yeah.
0: And then she leaves his apartment door and winds up back in her home, her childhood home. So turns out she never did any of that shit or if she did, it didn't work Yeah. and the entity's still there looking like Marilyn Manson all fucking like 7 feet tall and uh but then it reveals its its true self by ripping off its face and this looks fucking it's awesome It's
1: cool. Yeah. It's
0: got all these it's jaws just lying. and teeth
1: it's rows just and rows of smiles. teeth and it the face is like all long and stuff. It's and then it cool. grabs
0: her jaw and stretches it out. I love yeah, that shot. Yeah, it grabs
1: Rose's mouth opens it and then starts starts its climbing head inside in there and it's this gross like kind of wide shot of them.
0: I love that it's shot. It's
1: really freaky. Yeah. It's like fucking uh what's that painting uh of Oh my, what is it? Saturn eating his son. Thank you. That you have a parody version of on your computer of Gru eating the minion. That's
0: right. I do. That's the background of my, that's my desktop is Gru eating a minion (laughs) like Saturn eating his son.
1: It kind of (laughs) reminded me of that a little bit.
0: But what's also in the moment I realized that this is what Laura saw in the room. Yeah, She saw this being show up. And then when she stopped screaming, it was because this being put himself, put itself into her mind. I
1: wonder if it was her grandpa
0: yeah like a big version of her grandpa something yeah uh but yeah now rose is possessed and this is when kyle gulner shows up having gone to her childhood home and he, he comes in to find her pouring kerosene on herself yeah. and then she's
1: saint maud's it she's
0: she, <laughs> say she lights herself on fire and you see the last shot is in the reflection of his eye you see her and is she waving like she's definitely oh, smiling. Is
1: she waving? I
0: I thought I saw her waving, which makes it even Ew, scarier to you me. To just like up. on fire, smiling and waving. Oh my god! Even if she's not waving, she's it's definitely creepy, smiling, yeah. and it's fucking creepy. And, and so I like it's, it.
1: Gets passed on.
0: And this was yeah the thing that I thought the I was problematic like
1: problematic sequel. Yeah,
0: because it's like it gets passed on to a cop, and I'm like, if there's one person who can. Kill someone e- and then and get away with it. easily traumatize
1: someone in the vicinity. Yeah,
0: that's the problematic five-minute sequel. There's not a
1: sequel of this. <laughs> like, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there is, considering how much money this thing made.
0: That's the thing. $17 million budget is now made 200, over $200 million worldwide. $200
1: million, dollars, yeah. 100 it's domestic, crazy. 100
0: uh otherwise. Great fucking job. Yeah. Horror so cool. Terrifier too. Yeah. Like, oh, God. Horror
1: is just... I'm so happy for everyone in it.
0: It's so cool, man. I'm yeah, yeah. It's, it's so awesome. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, yeah. It, it's a movie that I didn't expect much of from the trailer. Ended up really enjoying it. A little surprised that I've seen it so divisive. It just the people who say it's not scary. I'm like,
1: what? Yeah. Then what scares What's you? Scary to you? I. If, okay. Yeah. Comment below if you genuinely, genuinely yeah. were not scared by this movie. If you saw this in a theater, mm-hmm. not at home where you're distracted by shit, or would like, you, it able... would have been a
0: shitty bootleg copy. That's too, right, because yeah, it's, it's, it's not streaming. streaming. Yeah. Okay, so
1: if you watched this in a theater,
0: the way it was supposed to be, <clears throat> and <seen>. you,
1: <laughs> and you just were not phased by this thing at all, and were not scared. I'm curious what
0: what scares what
1: you. movie scares you. Yeah, because I'm also just curious not as like i want to judge you it's more of like yeah the calibration i kind of want to know yeah what more so scares someone who this doesn't freak you know Mm -hmm. them out
0: i'm genuinely interested please let me know because i i watched this movie i'm like this thing's fucking scary yeah even though i had heard that was super scary so my expectations and i was i was scared throughout it was good it was like it was like with hereditary I heard it was scary. And I went and yeah, saw it. same
1: with it was uh scary. Lake Mungo. Everyone like, oh, it's the scariest thing I've ever seen. And then like, yep, that scared the shit out of me.
0: Yeah. So uh, I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, I still think about that movie.
0: That just that one shot, man. I
1: know. Yeah.
0: yeah. Please let us know. And I don't know. Uh, another 2022 fucking banger. Uh, speaking of which, people are are <laughs> people are begging for a bunch of movies. I feel like Halloween ends is Top of the list on requests for the yeah. podcast because we
1: probably should talk. I mean, I tw- mean we've done the, the 2018 and okay, kills, we, we both go, should and, do Halloween ends, yeah.
0: And especially with how divisive it is, I know that's
1: the thing. Is I'm scared, I know we gotta I'm wade scared. into it,
0: baby. We gotta fucking give our opinions on this movie that is so divisive. and we gotta watch it again, We too. have to
1: watch it again and have everyone, either way, everyone's mad at us. If yeah. we like it, people are mad. If we don't like it, people are mad. If we. Say, we thought it was fine. People are mad because we're <laughs> cowards and aren't picking Dude, a side. When
0: I tweeted that I liked Smile, there was at least one comment being like, Yeah, the, you guys are too close to studios and filmmakers now. You can't even say your true opinions on movies. I don't even movie. know
1: what studio made Smile. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck made that yeah, movie. Yeah,
0: that's right. I don't even know. But like, I don't know, man. We've been critical of people, of like, we're- Halloween Kills. We know Ryan Turek and those friends, and we were critical of it. I
1: mean, like, th- It is a weird thing where it can be harder to review stuff when you're closer to it. It is, and I never want
0: to be mean. No. It has made me check myself on, like, in earlier Kill Counts, I feel like I'd be mean about movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where now I'll try to be like, you know, this doesn't work for me, but it might for you or there are other good things. why we
1: haven't reviewed Scream 5 on the podcast because I just would be worried that it would just be us like this whole movie's great and awesome. And I know the kill count. I'm going to have to be like for me to, yeah. you know, and that's something I would have to be honest about. Like I clearly have a very positive association with this movie. It's a bit harder, but this I'm like, this is my very honest opinion about it. I yeah. don't know what to say. I, I,
0: and I see that all the time with like other horror reviewers, people accusing them of like their opinions being bought just because it's different than theirs. Yeah. It's like, i don't know man i like smile i liked unfriended too loved unfriended i mean
1: we did i my i feel like we've had one of the more neutral reviews of barbarian so far or
0: At uh, least my, my your opinion yeah, yeah. like i, really I think it.
1: it's just okay
0: i think it's good
1: okay i get like it's i have issues with it it's yeah. not the like holy fuck this was the craziest thing i've ever seen movie yeah, yeah. that i wanted it to be but i don't
0: know i don't know man Just let us have our own opinions. Whatever. (laughs) You can find out more about those opinions on social media at Dead Meat James on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And
1: I'm at Careback, C-R-E-V-E-C-C on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want merch, deadmeatstore.com.
0: Please make sure to tune in to Dead Meat on Friday, November 18th, Mm -hmm. when we drop the teaser intro to pregame, the horror comedy we are trying to get produced. It is the intro to the movie starring Chelsea and I. Uh, I believe I've heard multiple times from various people who have seen it that um Chelsea ate, which is great. Good job, Thank hon. You.
1: I think it was our writer said, Damn Chelsea ate, and then the our director was like, Is that good? <laughs> <I don't... laughs> like Ate shit. What does that <laughs> mean? Yeah,
0: right. That's what you think. Yeah. yeah. Uh but that'll be Friday, November eighteenth uh we worked i want to say we worked hard on it we just had a fun time acting in it yeah and helping to produce it but really the crew that did Jesus, it yeah. worked so fucking hard and
1: our writer and director have been killing themselves over this. i thing. know
0: god bless them <laughs> yeah it's yeah. gonna be incredible so tune in for that we need it to look good and look popular yes please help us with that
1: so all right until next time i'm chelsea and i'm james and this has been the dead meat podcast <laughs>